0: This is the Student Leadership News podcast. Welcome to this episode of the Student Leadership News podcast. I'm Cameron, and today I am joined by a special guest who has been on the podcast before, but not for a while. Who do we have? It's Caleb. You're I'm back. back again, and it's a. Uh, this is a special episode because, um, you know, you were so keen to get in the
1: podcast, so desperate. That you asked us to come to your house I said, Cam, I want to come on the Leadership Podcast so badly that I will let you come to my house <laughs> just to record an episode
0: <laughs> So we are outdoors on your deck at the moment uh, yep. The sun has risen, it's a, be- it's a beautiful day Beautiful this day a-
1: up here on the Sunshine Coast This is a beautiful
0: place, Caleb
1: Anyways, that uh, that we're not here to talk about real estate We're not here to we're talk not, about but that But we should say, if you do hear animal noises in the background There are sheep and there are chickens running around It's true You've been warned Yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyways, let's jump into this podcast. So uh, the, first, the first thing we like to do in any podcast is tell you where you can find this. Uh, the Student Leadership Podcast is available in so many different locations. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can find it uh, like a video version. This video if version, if you're watching the video version, you're probably watching on Facebook or, or YouTube. Um, but you can listen to it basically anyway. It's basically so anywhere. Video
1: uh, option recommended this time. Yeah. Because we are sitting in quite a nice spot. Yeah. 100%. And
0: as always, you're looking great. Thanks. So. And I was
1: going to say the same about you, but I just wasn't sure if it was you know, on camera type stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it is caught now.
0: Anyways, let's jump into this podcast, Caleb. Uh, our first segment today is Tour Tales. Let's do it. Tour Tales. Okay, Caleb, uh, this tour tale segment um, i wasn 't there when this happened. Mm-hmm. It was on a recent trip that you were doing when you were training some student leaders. Mm. Uh, where was it, and what's your uh, what 's your tale i haven 't heard it till now, so i 'm not excited
1: no that 's right i haven 't even given you a preview of this one. Have no. We were up north actually uh, in a place called Bowen, doing some student Ooh, leadership. training. I love Bowen. It is a beautiful it's place beautiful. It is yeah. a beautiful place, and that 's actually a good uh, place, a good thought to start with for this tour tale because we were we were down there hanging out by the water on the beach. Um, it's about sunset, and I'm thinking to myself, we just have to go for a swim camp. Like, it was stunning. The sun was going down. There's wow. like mountains in the background. There's an island we're looking at. I can imagine. The that. water's clear and blue. It's just it's perfect. There's a whole bunch of nice rocks that I was thinking, man, you could jump off that into the ocean. This is going to be a fantastic afternoon. Wow. But there was one strange thing. Yep. What was it? There was not a single person in the water. Okay. So I I'm mean, thinking. I mean, it is winter. But it's winter in North Queensland.
0: Oh, it's, it's yeah. I said it's winter. Do you mean it feels like summer in North it's Queensland? It's
1: still f- it's still warm. Okay. I've got I've got New so South Wales. So it feels, feels like summer. So to me, I'm still I'm still like this is fantastic. This, <laughs> is, this is basically spring during winter, and I'm yeah, thinking we must go for a swim. It's so perfect. But no one's in the water up there. Yeah. Okay. And I think I think I figured it out because right as I you know, I was getting keen, I was kind of finding the perfect rock to jump off. I was talking to some of the other guys were there, I was like, Oh, I'm gonna do it, like get the camera ready. Yep. And then it occurred to me, Cam. Yep. It might be because there are jellyfish in the water. Okay. Because you've heard of box jellyfish yeah, and iripanji yeah, and things yeah. like that. That's North Queensland, right? <laughs> things you don't wanna things you don't wanna come across. Exactly. The things you can't see. Yeah. The things you can't see. So I'm just I'm literally I'm like on the rock, ready to go, and then it just kind of occurred to me and I was like I could be
0: jumping into a whole pool. That's
1: (laughs) right. That might explain why there is no one in the water on this perfect winter's afternoon where it didn't really feel like winter. The water's blue. Everything was great, except that there was no one in the water. It could be because there are a bunch Uh, of deadly jellyfish lurking below the surface. It could be. Looking up at me, waiting for me to Mm. do it, thinking silly New South Welshman didn't (laughs) think of the jellyfish. But anyways, (laughs) uh, this occurred to me. Um, I said to those, oh, do you think like it could be jellyfish kind of thing? And they're like, oh, no, you'll be fine. Anyways, I walked back to the beach because um, I'd come up with a plan. But I'll come back to that because as I was walking along the beach, this this fish head washed up on the shore. Uh. And I'm like... <laughs> 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 the, the box jellyfish got to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the box jellyfish. <laughs> look <laughs> what it can do <laughs> to a fish. And when I, say, I said fish head because I literally mean just the head of the fish washed up. Oh... Maybe I don't want to go <laughs> yeah. in. Anyways, I called uh, the hotel manager okay. of the place we were Good staying. Decision. And said, Good decision. I said, look, I, I, it's, it's beautiful here. I, I love this place. But why is no one swimming? Is it because there's a bunch of deadly animals lurking below the surface? And she was like, no, no, it's just fine. We just think it's a bit chilly. So you were right. Up there, it was cold for them. For me, it was still feeling warm. But uh, I just had to clarify that there wasn't actually something that I couldn't see lurking below the surface waiting for me.
0: Well, thank goodness. Uh, did you ever find the source of the rest of the fish? Never or? found the rest of the fish. However, yeah. I
1: can verify it. Did jump into the water. Okay, so did you did survive. Swim. Still have my head and the rest of my body. Good. Feeling good. Um, no one else swam. Um, got some cool sunset pickies. Oh, Rother, you know, all that nice. good stuff. It was a good afternoon in Bowen, but ah. just a nervous moment there. Yeah. Which actually takes us, Cam, into our next segment beautifully. Uh, it does? As that first uh, A uh, tour tail Uh-huh goes into our, mm-hmm. you're talking about box jellyfish in our next segment. Uh-huh. I'm talking about things that you can't see, and we're going to talk about our top three. Oh, okay. That's a good transition. Let's, uh, let's jump into it. Let's do it. Three, two, one. Top three. So, here we arrive in the top three, Cam. I said I would link it to my box jellyfish story. Yeah, I'm very interested in how, you, uh, how you're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're talking about deal, the top three this week Again. is the top three tips that you and I have, Cam for dealing with things that you don't see coming. That's okay. our top three wow. for this week. Because sometimes as student leaders, things happen that you just simply cannot plan for. Opportunities yep. or obstructions. It might be something positive that happens you weren't expecting. It might be an obstruction, something you didn't need to happen. But nonetheless, it happens mm. and you have to find a way to deal with it. So we have three tips. Three tips. That okay. we go so these
0: aren't three tips on how to avoid... Box jellyfish. Not
1: specifically, but perhaps you could use them in (laughs) in that application as well.
0: Okay, so these are more for student leaders. More for student leaders.
1: Box jellyfish probably just wear a wet suit. I mean there hopefully you you they don't for free.
0: Hopefully they don't come to your school.
1: Hopefully there aren't too many boxed yeah. jellyfish at your school you Guys are, up in Bowen, good on you for braving that. <laughs> um and, and further north, you guys are fantastic. All the best with that. Maybe they can write back to us with their top three tips on surviving <laughs> I like uh, that. saltwater crocodiles and box jellyfish. Okay,
0: there's a call out if you're listening from Northern Queensland or anywhere that has boxed jellyfish and Give saltwater us a call. crocodiles. We
1: want to hear from you how to survive box jellyfish and saltwater crocodiles because frankly I'm terrified.
0: Okay, you've done your call. Okay, excellent. Let's jump into Let's it. Jump so into the tip. first way to uh, avoid things that we aren't going to see coming. Yeah, to deal yep. with things that you can't deal. see coming. My, Love my it. first
1: tip is to ask for help early. Okay, Ask Explain. for help early. And when I'm, when I'm talking about this in a student leadership context, I am, of course, referring um, mostly to the fact that you need to be able to communicate with your teachers early. Because if, if things change or an opportunity arises and you haven't communicated to your teachers about what you want to do with that opportunity or that challenge, often you won't think of all the things you need to think of to make it happen logistically. I can remember coming up with some plans um, at, while, while I was at school as a student leader and we would get all hyped up about it, really excited. We would go and have a, a student leadership meeting about it at lunchtime. We would all talk about it and have these kinds of conversations. And then we'd arrive, you know, a week out and the teachers, would finally catch wind of what we were going to do and they would go, no, but you haven't thought of this, this and this and you didn't think of the fact that This is happening this week and therefore there's no time for you to be doing that. And so that was something that we didn't see coming. And we could have seen it coming if we had asked earlier about our plan and we'd said to the teacher, um, we want to do this but we're not sure if it's the best week to do it. Can you help us plan it? So it's important that student leaders realise that asking for help early isn't in fact not being a good leader, not being brave. It's actually a really wise thing to do to be able to seek counsel earlier on and make sure that you've taken care of all the different things you need to take care of. Yeah,
0: wow, okay. So uh you said, you know, it's always great to plan. So that leads perfectly into our second point, which is to create a written plan. Beautiful. So creating a written plan is really important. And I uh I, I think sometimes we get caught up when we're writing written plans and we think that it's gonna to have to be this big document that has like every single thing that's gonna happen for this to work or every single fail save. But what I, what I want to propose, Caleb, is I reckon creating a written plan can be as simple as just writing a simple one-page document mm-hmm. that outlines what's going to make whatever you're trying to set out to do going to be effective. Brilliant. So it's it makes sure that when, when those unforeseen things happen, when the things that you don't see coming happen, that you, you can look back at your plan and say, well... We didn't go into every specific, so we don't have to change too much of our plan. But how can we now change what we're doing to, to look at the plan? So having a written plan not only then gives you something to look at and say, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is what's going to make our team effective. This is how we're going to be effective leaders. But it also then gives others confidence in what you're doing. They, they can see that you've got, you know what you're doing. They can see that you've got something written down. And so when those things do happen that are unforeseen, those things that people can't see coming, then they suddenly can look at the plan and say, hey, wow, Our leader actually was thinking this before. Mm. Our leader's actually already thought about these things happening. And they've got some ways that they're going to now battle this to make sure that we're still an effective team, group. We still make an effective event. Brilliant. Just having
1: that written plan makes all the difference, especially when those things you don't see coming arise. And that leads us to point number three, which uh, is is sort of linked to that as well. You mentioned um, if things come up, you need to be able to adjust. So our third point is to be flexible Awesome. because sometimes you just can't avoid it. Things are going to need to change and it's very important as a student leader that you are able to adapt in those scenarios. I can remember a time um, when I was in school, we wanted to create an artwork on a wall where we wanted all of the students to get some paint on their hand and stick it on the wall. Um, and we'd, we'd gotten really excited about it, but then we found out there wasn't actually a good wall to be doing this oh, on no. in our school, right? Yeah. So this idea that we'd had kind of got shot down, and we were like, "Oh no, what? Like what?" That was our biggest thing for this year, you mm-hmm. know. That was our big, our big amazing plan. But then we talked to our teachers, and they suggested that we actually get some hessian, we bring in some material, and that's what we could put the handprints on. Yeah. So we had to be, we had to be flexible yeah. in that scenario and take on that suggestion and be able to change our plan slightly. And you know what? It's actually worked out a whole lot better because I go back uh, whenever I go back to the school um, that I used to go to a few years ago, I can see that they still use that piece of artwork that we created and, awesome. and they hang it up around different places in the school. Whereas if it had been on a wall, maybe they would have painted it over it yep. um, by now. But because we were able to be flexible, um, the student leaders at my school, and come up with a plan B, we've created something that's uh, had a lasting effect at the school, all because we were willing to be flexible in a situation where something we didn't see coming happened. Excellent. Well, there are the top three ways of overcoming, over- dealing with something, dealing with something that you can't see coming, like a box jellyfish. Perhaps I'll get it one day. One day you'll get there. Yeah,
0: but yeah, deal with those box jellyfish and any other things that you can't see coming in leadership. There's <laughs> I mean, the top three ways. <laughs> it's got you laughing now, Caleb. Okay? I you thinking about your box, I'm your box jellyfish. To, I can't
1: wait to hear from the North Queenslanders.
0: <laughs> Anyways, let's jump into our next segment.
1: My favourite idea.
0: Okay, my favourite idea, Caleb. Uh, this is an idea that has just come out uh, in the last couple couple days on the Student Leadership News website. And it's something I loved. I, I saw it and I thought it was just a great idea. It's all about... Uh, Waste Warriors,
1: right? Um, They've called it Waste Warriors, an interesting name. It caught our attention. Yes, um, we delved into a bit further, had a look at that article on the Student Leadership News yep. website, and we found out that these guys had identified a pretty cool stat. Yeah, they had identified that on their school oval. Yeah, right. They Which I thing was quite big, right? Right, it's a large school oval. Yep. There's, there's did a, you
0: did you hear any meters or anything like that? So the
1: measurement that they that, that they made, right, is they found out that the amount of waste they were producing every year was enough to cover their entire school oval wow. up to the depth of their knees. Okay.
0: And do we know how long or wide their oval is? I think
1: uh, I've seen this oval before. Okay. It's a soccer field and a rugby field oh. next to each other. So we're wow. talking double double length, full size sports fields. And so up to imagine their knees. up to their knees. So cover the whole thing up to your knees. Imagine wading through knee deep in waste in, okay. in you know those things that students yeah. like to leave in the bottom of their bags rotten yeah. bananas yeah. you know the ham sandwich from no. week two last term <laughs> all of that on the oval okay knee deep not as so up to the knees
0: but but the
1: cool thing is the article doesn't finish there that's not the that's not our
0: favorite idea that they cover your your oval in waste no that won't get you the the idea that they then they kind of realize this and they um they knew that they had to make a difference. They knew that they had to change something because I guess once you see something like that, how much waste you're producing um, and you kind of realize that you can probably start dividing into different areas. Like for them, they just always put in these, like in the normal bin, just everything in together. But then they were like, well, there's different things we can do. Like if if we're throwing out food scraps, then we can have a composter, like especially like uh, fruit, like skins and stuff like that. They exactly. can all go in a composter. doesn't need to go into land waste. Yeah, no. And then, then there's a land waste bin and recycle. And so they decide that they would start like kind of splitting up their different food and that they then bought this big composter that now sits in It has in a school. name, right? Yeah, it's an Oscar.
1: An Oscar composter. An
0: Oscar composter. Oscar the composter. How cool is that? Um no longer Oscar the Grouch, but now Oscar the Composter. Similar idea, yeah. but perhaps a-
1: more environmentally friendly version. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, so now it chews up and like, kind of compost the stuff. So I think they're using it in a different way now. I don't remember the specific details. But what I'll, what I'll tell you to do is, because I love this idea so much, if... If you want to know more about it, if you're really wanting to be a waste warrior, jump across our website, studentleadership.news, and look for it. I think it's called Suncoast Waste Warriors.
1: Suncoast Waste Warriors. I will uh, check it out. Suncoast Christian College Waste Warriors. There There you go. You found the article
0: right there. I did. Okay, so jump across there, and you'll get to find out all the stuff. But my favorite idea from that is, like, you know – you can see some terrible things that are happening. You, once once you identify a problem, it's always great to turn it around and identify a great way that you can start changing that problem to then make your school a better place. Mm. So there you go. My favorite idea for, for this podcast episode. Boom. Yeah, I know, right? Anyways, this brings us through to the end of this podcast episode. So we've arrived at the end. We've got one more segment, which is going to be a one-minute wisdom. Right,
1: so we're not actually going to go through this one-minute wisdom. No. Oh, we it's can't. from the throw to someone I'm a little bit excited about.
0: Yeah, know. You're, you're trying to jump to them right now. <laughs> I'm you just want to. You want to watch it yourself, but it's this one minute wisdom from Halogen National Young Leaders Day. Uh, it's featuring someone that you you really like. Mm-hmm. It's uh, featuring Kane Corns.
1: Kane Corns, the man himself, famous hey. AFL player, one of the hardest heads that was ever out on the field. He was a fantastic player, but we found out he had some great leadership tips for we the did. students that were there on the day as well.
0: Yep. Did, was there any? Was there ever, like, a play that you saw Cain Corns did that you just, like, were amazed at? You or would just, just, you would just
1: repeatedly see Cain Corns run into situations where he should have gotten knocked over, <gasps> pick up the ball cleanly and escape, and, and he would actually leave other players on the ground. He was oh, fearless. What a, he a was legend. Fearless. So to hear, to hear this guy who was so fearless on the field talk about his approach to leadership in, in a similar way was really inspiring to me. Um, and I know the student leaders that were there on the day found a similar thing. And I hope you find a similar thing as you look at this one-minute wisdom as yeah, it's well. It's great.
0: Yeah, okay, well, let's. Uh, before we jump in, though, I just want to say, this One Minute Wisdom, I saw it somewhere quite different to YouTube, where most of the One Minute Wisdoms are found, and, and on Halogen's Facebook, I think they're there as well. Right. But I actually, uh, I actually saw it on, um, on TV. Quite strange. On the telly? Yeah, as in like, so Ronan, who's sometimes here doing the Student Leadership News pro- right. podcast, he sent me a video of Cane Corns being on the footy show. On the footy show? Yeah, and they, they actually took the one-minute wisdom and showed it on the footy show. There you go. It's one quite random. with
1: Kane Corn on the footy yeah. show on the TV. So it's quite, maybe it's a famous
0: <laughs> famous uh, one-minute wisdom. Anyway, so we're going to jump into it now. So here's one-minute wisdom from the National Young Leaders Day by Cane uh, Corns. Excellent. And we'll see you uh, in the next episode of the Student Leadership News Podcast. Look forward to it, Cam. See you there. Bye.
1: One Minute Wisdom, direct from the National Young Leaders Day. Well, I prioritise my responsibilities, um, Rebecca. I think for me, my responsibilities was playing the best that I possibly could on game day. So I'd do everything. I'd, I had my little routine to try and get the best out of myself. And that changes over time and you find little things and little cues and but balancing your responsibilities is about prioritising what is important to you. So what, what's at the top of your list? You know, if, you, if you've got to make a hard phone call, get it out of the way the first thing Monday morning and then it's off, you're done. So get the list of your priorities in the way that you see it and go about ticking them off, most important to least important. Now my responsibility as a footballer was to go out and play. Everything else sort of came second after that.
0: Thanks for listening to the Student Leadership News Podcast. Interact with us on social media and follow the news online at studentleadership.news.